Well, I better get going. Your show's almost on. It's officially overtime. Sounds like a freak of nature to me. Yeah. Can't wait to meet him. Overtime with Lee Patterson, the only live local radio sports talk show in the Gila Valley. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. And now, here's your host for Overtime, Lee Patterson. that hard to turn the knobs? Well, yes. Yes, it is that hard to turn the knobs. Hope you all are doing well today. I'm Lee Patterson. Thanks for joining us on what will be the final show of February 2021. This is actually longer than we usually go on the show. Um, this is usually state championship weekend for basketball up in the Prescott Valley area. Um, I know that from my memories popping up on all my social media pages um, and but because obviously the season was delayed and then um, when it started, they've they stretched out the playoffs a little bit. So the playoffs, the championships won't be until March 20th now in high school basketball. So pushed back a lot, almost a month is how far they're pushed back this year. And we'll talk a little bit about that today. We'll catch up. There's only a week or so left and we'll call it we'll call it 10 days left in the regular season for some teams. Uh, some teams will end this week. Uh, we've got all of that and more to talk about. High school basketball has almost come to an end. We will take a look at where the teams are sitting right now. We will start with... 1A Boys Basketball is where we are right now. And see where those teams in the rankings. So the AIA Tuesday through Friday have been updating basketball brackets every or at basketball rankings every day at around the noontime hour. And so these have been updated uh, today at noon. 1A Boys Rankings, which means absolutely nothing this year. The 1A is the only the only region or the only league not using PowerPoints to see their tournament, but they're still fun to talk about. And by the way, we've got Lee Hawes, the athletic director and girls basketball coach at Fort Thomas, joining us in the second portion of the show today. And we'll ask him why that the AI, that the 1A is not using PowerPoints, because I don't know. Uh, North Valley Christian is number one in boys basketball, followed by Leading Edge Academy. St. David, Mojave Accelerated, Ray, El Capitan, Cicero Prep is 7th, Duncan is 8th, Williams is ninth, Mugione is 10th right now. The Fort Thomas boys sit at the 21st position. And unless, I mean, they can get hand-placed like everybody else, but they've only got, they've got a game tonight against Wilcox. The 26th are against Mugione at home, and then at Samuel and at Ray to win the season I guess if they win those four straight, they have a shot to creep up there, but they're going to have to win those four in a row, in my opinion. As for the Duncan Wildcats in the eighth spot, I think they are securely in the playoffs at this point. They're in the 1A Tucson South. They're 13-4 and four overall, 5-1 and one in the region. Uh, they did drop, drop one at St. John's on the 20th, 61-45. They beat Patagonia last night, 56-49. They are at the Gregory School tomorrow. 
Then they finish up with Valley Union and Immaculate Heart at home. I think winning two of those three uh, solidifies them into the playoffs. I think they're unless they lose all three, I don't know that they're going to slip out of the playoffs. Two uh, A boys basketball that would include Pima and Marinci in our area. The Pima boys sit at eleven and two. They are number three in the two A. That will get them home games. Uh, they still have some games to finish up, but they will get home games in the playoffs for sure. The Marinci boys are at number 14. They nearly beat um, Pima last night. Pima would only beat Marinci 49-48 on a last-second shot by Tim Sawyer to get that win. So uh, Marinci's not going to be an easy out at 5-5 five and five either. Nearly, neither is Miami at 15. I've seen Miami twice this year. They're a pretty talented group. Uh, let's take a look at the Pima schedule. They are tonight at Safford. We'll have that boys game for you here on KATO, GilaValleyCentral.net. And we're also teaming up with... Uh, the high school TV program at the at Savard High School, SBNN, to have that game on YouTube as well. So Pima is in the middle of four straight on the road. They were at Scottsdale Christian on Saturday. Uh, Scottsdale Christian handed it to them, 66-37. to And then at Marinci last night, Pima won 49-48. They're at Safford tonight, and they go to at Round Valley on Saturday, or excuse me, on Friday, and they finish their regular season at home against Thatcher on Monday. That's a tough run for Pima to end the season. Uh, Pima is in the playoffs. They are they're down a couple of guys with injury, at least one starter with injuries. And they're going to have to get through this stretch. I mean, this is a tough stretch. Scottsdale Christian ranked, Marinci ranked. Uh, Safford playing well, probably not going to qualify the playoffs, but playing playing good enough to, to be in the game tonight. Uh, at Round Valley and home against Thatcher. That game against Thatcher at the end of the season uh, looms big for both those teams. We'll talk about it on the Thatcher side uh, soon. As far as Marinci, on the boys' basketball side of things, they have Miami and St. John's at home. and or Actually, they finish with everybody at home. They're four straight at home. Pima last night, Miami tomorrow night, St. John's on Monday, and Blue Ridge on Tuesday at home to end their regular season. And if Marinci can if Marinci can get two of the last three, I think they're into the playoffs. They sit at number 14 right now. They only take 16 this year. That's a really tough spot to be in at the end of the year because uh, you just don't know how far up or down teams are going to move when they get wins or losses this late in the year. Let's take a look at the 3A boys' rankings right now on the basketball side of things. Valley Christian is number one. Snowflake is number two. Winslow is three. Coolidge, Pushridge, Florence, four, five, and six. Then Gilbert Christian, Page, Fountain Hills, Benjamin Franklin is the top team, or the top, the number 10 team. Uh, Thatcher still sits at number 12, despite their loss last night at home to Florence, 58-52, as you heard here. They still sit at number 12. That's a good thing for Thatcher. Uh, that is a good spot for Thatcher. I think that's high enough to stay in the playoffs, depending on what happens the rest of the way. And Safford sits at 2-10 and 10 in the 22nd spot, um, probably out of the playoffs for this season. Uh, they finish with Pima tonight at home, obviously, at Florence on Friday, and then Santan Foothills next Tuesday. And I don't know that, unless they win all three, if, if they beat Pima, Florence, and Santan, to finish the season, they might give themselves an outside shot at that number 16 spot, but it's a pretty far outside shot. Um, as for Thatcher, 
They are 7-7 seven and seven on the season. They finished the season with almost the toughest run as Pima at Snowflake, at Pima, at Santan, three in a row, 27th, the first, and the fourth, and then Santan at home on the fifth to end the regular season. Those two Santan games, the fourth and the fifth, are reschedules from uh, COVID cancellations earlier in the year. That game on March 4th is a noon tip-off. It's at, 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 at Santan. Is that right? Can it be a noon on a middle of the day? A middle of the week? I'm not so sure, but it's on the 4th. Uh, so I think Thatcher has to – they dropped last night to Florence. I think Thatcher has to win two of those four – three, probably three of those four games to stay in the playoffs, sitting at the number 12 spot. So they're going to have to find a win either at Snowflake or at Pima and win the two Santan games to stay in the playoffs. I just think there's going to be too much moving around. I mean, obviously, they could slip into the playoffs still not losing all four, that's for sure. Um, splitting, maybe. Maybe down around the 13 or 14 spot. Uh, but that obviously, they're going to go on the road this year. Even if they win all four, I don't know that they can jump into the top, jump into the top eight of the 3A South at all. Uh, that's the way the boys' basketball looks. Let's look at the girls' basketball rankings. Here on Overtime, thank you for joining us today. We'll start at the 3A and work our way down. Uh, the Thatcher girls with an impressive win last night at home against Florence. Uh, they sit at number four this morning, or this afternoon now. Uh, and they finish with, obviously, at, so they go at Santan on Saturday, at Snowflake, no, at Santan on Friday, at Snowflake on Saturday, at Pima on Monday, and then home against Santan on the 5th to end their season at snowflakes going to be super tough at Pima is going to be super tough I th they will handle those two Santan games obviously they're number four they're locked into the playoffs they're not going anywhere uh but the playoffs but um it could be big wins if they can pick one up at snowflake um they Pima handled them earlier in the year by 20 so uh they'll be looking for some revenge revenge on that one as far as Safford girls, they sit number 10 right now. There was a score reporting error on the AIA website last night. The AIA web website had Coolidge beating Safford by 25, but it was actually the other way around. The Safford girls won 60-35. to 35. Uh, That ending a little two-game skid. They fell to Blue Ridge on Saturday, 49-48, and then beat Coolidge 60-35. to 35. They are at Pima tonight. So if because of Safford playing in the small gym, this year they're splitting boys and girls up uh, when the local teams are playing. So the Safford and Pima girls games are at Pima tonight. And the Pima and Safford boys games are at Safford tonight. So Safford girls are at Pima, at Florence, and Santan. Um, I think they're locked in the playoffs at 10. They should get two of those three games, in my opinion, um, that they have remaining. So they'll be locked into the playoffs, probably going on the road in the first round of the playoffs this year as well. Let's take a look at the 2A girls. The Pima girls sit atop the 2A at number one. They are 14-0 and are rolling right now. They have definitely gotten better over the season. Over the season. They beat Marinci last night 70-19. They are, have Safford at home tonight at Round Valley and home against Thatcher to end the regular season. Um, they obviously are into the playoffs regardless of what happens. I mean, they would – it's a weird spot for, for Pima. I mean, yeah, you're number one and you're undefeated. 
but I've talked to plenty of coaches in my career that would rather go into the playoffs with a loss because if not, your only loss of the year ends your season. Um, so I'm not sure that there's a loss in there for them, but uh, the Pima girls are rolling right now, and they will at least be in – there's no way they're dropping out of the top three, even if they do pick up a loss before the playoffs start. Um, as far as the Marinci girls, they are number 12 right now. They sit at four and six. Um, they have Miami, St. John's, and Blue Ridge left. At number 12, they probably need to win two of those games to stay into the playoffs for the Marinci girls. The 2A will have a play-in game. The boys and girls are the only region that are the only conference this year that will be at um, that will be at on March 5th. And the 1A girls, as we look at that, uh, Fort Thomas girls are number two at 12-2, and two, which, again, doesn't matter this year uh, because 1A is not using PowerPoints. Leading Edge Academy is number one. Fort Thomas has a game tonight against Wilcox. Then they have Muggione, Samuel, and Ray. I don't see any reason that they shouldn't uh, sweep the rest of those four and get into the playoffs on a nice winning streak for Coach Lee Haas, who won his 300th game last week against Globe. So actually, after their win last night against Chandler Prep, he has 301 wins now as the head coach at Fort Thomas. And speaking of him, we will hear from him. Coming up next, we'll take a break here on Overtime. When we come back, we'll have Lee Haas, the athletic director and head coach of the girls' basketball team at Fort Thomas, joining us here on Overtime. Thanks for listening. Welcome back into Overtime. And now joining me now on the phone is Fort Thomas athletic director and girls' basketball coach Lee Haas. Coach, welcome to the show, man. Well, thanks, Lee, for having me. I appreciate all that you do for Gila Valley and uh, high schools and sports and I'll let you for all of our kids. I appreciate that. Thanks, Coacher. Um, so, first and foremost, we'll start off with uh, the the big news. Uh, last week, you uh, picked up win three hundred as a head coach at Fort Thomas, and and I don't know. I don't think people realize you, you hear three hundred wins, and then you start looking at the numbers, like I did um, when I when I got the news that you had won three hundred. And man, that's a that's a lot of wins in in fourteen seasons. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's I've been a part of some good teams. I've had some good kids. I've had some good players and so it's been it's been a good ride. Yeah, and it, and it has been. And did you know you were getting close to that number? I'm guessing no. Um, well, I didn't until at the beginning of this year, the AIA sent out a questionnaire, you know, asking about your team and uh, and they had asked what the coach's record was, you know, last season and and what your career record was. And so when I filled out that questionnaire, um, I went in and kind of realized I was getting close to it, but didn't really keep track of it. So it, I would, I would imagine that in the season, that kind of stuff is put on the back burner. I mean, it just has to be right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not something that you, at least me, um, you know, I didn't, I don't keep track of that stuff. I'm, I'm here to try to affect kids to try to help. Um, coach the game of basketball and help kids learn about life and try to apply the principles that you can learn in athletics, you know, um, to how to apply it to life. And that's really why I do it. And, and you know, the ultimate goal is to win a state championship. But, 
um, trying to affect kids is is a lot more rewarding, you know. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it is on the back burner, again, just trying to help kids, and, and that's just something that you do. At sometimes it comes along, and sometimes it doesn't. So exactly. Well, and and I guess in a weird way, you'll always remember the season you won your three hundredth. It was the COVID year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The stinking COVID year. The yep. stinking COVID year. Speaking, of, that's that's a great segue to uh, stop talking about you and stop start talking about the teams, um, which I know is your more favorite subject. Um, how's the seasons going? I mean, I know you you double as also the athletic director, so you've had all the administration duties of of making sure everything goes off without a hitch out at Fort Thomas. Now that we're in the last week of the regular season, what what's kind of a recap of the season for you? Um, well, as the athletic director, as a girls basketball coach, we can go both. Let's start with the AD. Okay. As the AD, you know, it's been challenging, um, trying to, you know, follow mitigations, trying to follow guidelines given by the AIA or the, uh, County health department, or for us, you know, the, the tribe. Um, and so it's, it's been, it's been challenging. However, I'm, I'm super, um, I was super excited when the season came back, uh, because I really do believe that kids, needed an outlet, uh, you know, their social, emotional state, you know, they needed something to do. And I think that, uh, you know, given a choice that parents, you know, who were worried about COVID could, could, could not, and, and no, 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 no judgment, but then parents or kids who wanted to participate, giving them an, an outlet, giving them an opportunity to, to do that. So um, as the AD, I'm super excited that we're able to offer those things for our kids and you know, and just excited for them. Yeah, and then, and then as the, as the basketball coach, um, you know, directly with the kids. Right. Um, you know, working with kids and, and trying to help them um, manage their lives, their time, uh, trying to teach them again life lessons about how sometimes things don't go according to plan, um, and you just gotta be flexible and you gotta keep your your end goal in mind. Um, you know, set your goals. But at the same time, be able to adjust and 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 find the best way to to still be successful. Yeah, I asked you this next question early on uh, when we saw you in Duncan. I think the first week of the season at halftime, and and I would like to, to get an update on it. We mentioned then that the the morale of of the athletes changed when the season came back. Uh, now one week to go in the regular season, and then in the playoffs, have has there been any extra fatigue? Have you noticed, or are kids still excited to be out there playing? Oh, kids are still out excited to be out there playing. Um, I think obviously there's during the season there's ups and downs. Um, I've noticed that uh, you know right in the middle of the seasons in the past that sometimes kids start to go through the motion, and then when the postseason comes around, it's they're they're rejuvenated. At least at Fort Thomas, that's kind of the way things have been. Um, and I think with the shortened season. Uh, for me as the coach, kind of emphasizing with COVID that at any point, you know, the season could have come to a halt, um, you know, trying to get them to keep an eye on the prize. And the season this year was 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 special and frustrating and a great opportunity. So it's kind of kind of mixed. But. We're talking with Lee Haas, athletic director and girls basketball coach out at Fort Thomas High School. And each conference committee was able to pick how they were doing the postseason this year they did it in fall sports and in and in and winter sports so far um i noticed that the 1a is not using powerpoints at all and i'm guessing you have a little insight as to why that happened 
Yeah, I, I do. Um, I am on the 1A leadership committee and, and um, a lot of changes were made across the board, 1A through 6A, just, uh, you know, talking about COVID, talking about rearranging the regions because some teams dropped out, you know, some teams got quarantined. And so at the 1A level, we're not using PowerPoints um, because there was limitations on some schools' travel and who they could play. And so at the time, we didn't feel like PowerPoints were going to be as accurate as they could be um, because in order for PowerPoints to be accurate, you have to have cross-region, cross-conference play. Um, and we know that some schools weren't going to be able to do that. So, um, you know, it was a discussion we've had in years past about trying to do like a selection committee, kind of like the NCAA. Mm -hmm. And that's what we decided to go with this year. And so with COVID, uh, again, kind of led the way to, to allow us to do this. And, you know, if it if it sucks, then we'll probably do something different next year. But I think it'll be a good opportunity for us to kind of try to seed the tournament as far as uh, looking at wins and losses, looking at, you know, who you played, looking at, you know, what quality wins did you have? Is your region loaded? You know, um, that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting. I, I do like the idea of the human element. I mean, back when, when I played, I sound like the old guy now, back when I played, um, <laughs> it went it, it, in 1A, it was, you know, East one two three four, West one two three four, North one two three four, South one two three four. You know, and then you four played one and three played two, um, and then you just saddled up and, and played. It, it did get a little convoluted with powerpoints because obviously nobody knows the the algorithm and they don't know who to play or if it's better to win or lose a game. Um, but um, right. do you think because of COVID, this is just an opinion question? Um, do you think? there will be some changes to the way things go from now on because of COVID for the better? I hope so. I hope that uh, not maybe ne necessarily because of COVID, but um, I hope that every year we reflect on the way things went. And if there's something that needs to be changed, then we change it. And so um, it's, it's easy to look back, you know, hindsight 2020 than to look but when you look forward, you're trying. If you're trying to make a change for the better, um, you know you have to understand that sometimes you're going to fail, sometimes you're going to succeed. But if you're always reflecting and applying what you learned, then it should always be better in the future. Well, and I think in the business world, things that are going to change is there's going to be more remote remote workers. I mean, some businesses right. have decided, hey, we don't need a building anymore. People can work from home, and I think. The same thing you're just mentioning. I mean, that's going to be good or bad for some people. But in a, in a weird – I mean, we've never lived through a pandemic, Coach, so we don't know. Um, so right. how things come out on the other end could be a little bit different for the better or, you know, for the worse goes back to, to how it goes. Let's take a quick look at the 1A playoffs. Uh, you're a lot more connected to that than I – I mean, I just see scores and, and rankings. But the, the playoffs, uh, did 1A decide to do higher seed or are you guys playing somewhere? I can't yeah, remember. no, um, the AIA crossed the board said everybody was going to be at higher seats. Um, and so I'm not sure if that was just because of COVID or if it was because of budgetary stuff, you know, not exactly sure. But um, so the 1A conference, we're doing at high seat for the first two rounds. And then we go to play our semifinals at Coronado High School. And then our championship is still uh, TBD just because we don't know what facilities are going to be available to us. Well, and, and it kind of feels like this year. I, I know that some some of the championships are still TBD. Uh, it, it may depend on who's in the championship. 
you know, I mean, in right. travel restrictions and, and, and whatnot. Um, but how, what's the, your girls team is, is playing well. I saw you got a big win against St. Michael the other day. Um, what, who's the contenders at the one a level? Well, I think that, uh, the top team is leading edge Academy. Um, we had played them the second week in the season, I think it was. Um, and, you know, and they got a good good ball club. We had lost uh, to them early in the season. So um, they're probably the favorite, and I think PowerPoint-wise they're also ranked number one. Uh, they've only lost one game, and that was to Perry, um, a 6A team. I think they're in the top ten in the 6A as well. And so um, so they're the number one contender, I think, for the, the girls. Um, and then, you know, after that we got a bunch of, of other teams like us and St. Michael's and Mogion, Williams, um, you know, St. David is, is, is coming along, coming strong. So, um, there's a couple of other handful of schools that are, that are going to make a race for the end. And is it going to be different? I mean, it's spaced out this year. It's going to feel more like a regular season than the playoffs is, do you feel like it's going to be a lot harder to get that playoff mentality, not playing at a location with all the other teams? You know, I think it'll probably depend on the team. Um, you know, how, how do you approach it? Uh, one, one of the good things about doing it this way is that you can actually game plan. You can practice, you know, in between games. Um, but when you travel to a neutral site, you play two games in a row, you know, that's more playoff basketball when you have games that start at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning and they go till nine o'clock at night. Right. And so uh, I think it'll just depend on the mentality of the team and how they take it. So yeah, could I be mean, good, could be bad for, yeah, bad for I'm team. just thinking out loud. I mean, just, you just never know. I mean, you know, you're going to go up on a Tuesday and not play again until a Saturday or, a, you know, play right. one game a week. It could be at home. I guess if you're the higher seed, maybe in, in your guys' situation, you're going to get maybe one, two home games out of it at the 1A level, and, and that's got to be advant- advant- advantageous. Big word. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. But, yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, when you have a, a home crowd, you know, on your own court, at least you're familiar with the way that those go. Um, and then sometimes when you're on the road, it's it's also better to be on the road because now your kids are away from the distractions or on the bus and you're headed wherever you got to go and kids can lock in. So, uh, like I said, just kind of depends on each team. Right. And, and I was talking to another coach in the Gila Valley and he told me that, you know, kids love to go out and be on the hotel and be in the bus and play in the big arenas. But as a coach, he'd rather play playoff games at home just for what you're just talking about. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. that's. It's going to be a possibility. I think there'll be a couple of teams in the Gila Valley that that get home games in the playoffs. Um, uh, both Pima squads, probably the Thatcher girls, you guys, your girls squad. So there'll be some a, a chance at least to watch some playoff home basketball games this year. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Gila Valley always does a pretty good job across the board, um, you know, representing. So it's 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 good. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, Coach, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you're a busy guy, but, uh, again, congratulations on 300 wins as a head coach, and uh, good luck uh, the next week and a half or so into the playoffs. Thanks a lot, Lee. Appreciate all that you do for our kids.